Hi, everybody. It's Rock and John. Now hear this.
I'm a fellow with a heart of gold with the ways of a gentleman. I've been told the kind of a feller that wouldn't even harm a flea. But if me and a certain character met, the guy that invented the cigarette, I'd murder that son of a gun in the first degree. Of course, it ain't cause I don't smoke myself, and I don't reckon they hinder your health. I've smoked them all my life, and I ain't dead yet. But nicotine slaves are all the same at a petting party or a poker game. Everything's got to stop while they smoke a cigarette. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette. Puff, 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 and if you smoke yourself to death, tell St. Peter at the Golden Gate that you hate to make him weak. You've got to have another cigarette. In a game of chance the other night, old Dame Fortune was doing me right. The kings and queens just kept on coming around. I got a fool and I bet it high, but my bluff didn't work on a certain guy. He just kept on raising and laying the money down. He'd raise me, I'd raise him. I sweated blood, you gotta sink or swim. He finally called, didn't raise the bet. I said, Ace is full, pal, how about you? He said, I'll tell you in just a minute or two, but right now, I just gotta have myself a cigarette. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette. Puff, 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 and if you smoke yourself to death, tell St. Peter at the Golden Gate that you hates to make him weep. You've gotta have another cigarette. The other night I had me a date with the cutest little gal in these 50 states, one of them hybrid uptown fancy little things. She said she loved me and it seemed to me that everything was about like it ought to be, so hand in hand we strolled down Lover's Lane. She was oh so far from a chunk of ice, our smooching party was going real nice, so help me and I think it'd have been there yet. I give her a kiss, a little squeeze, she said, Tex, excuse me please, but I've just got to have a filter cigarette. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette Puff, puff, puff And if you smoke yourself to death Tell St. Peter at the Golden Gate That you hate to make him weak You've gotta have another cigarette
first song we played is a song called Boom Bapa Boom by Jimmy Vaughn, the brother of Stevie Ray Vaughn. It's from Jimmy Vaughn's first uh, solo album, which was called Strange Pleasure. It came out in, I think, uh, 1994. I was never really uh, that cognizant of Jimmy Vaughn. He was in the Fabulous Thunderbirds, yeah, is that right? Yeah. I know he's nothing like uh, Stevie Ray Vaughn on any level. I heard this song on the radio. It was so, it was alluring somehow. And the whole title, Boom Bapa Boom, was just so strange and not something I'd usually pay attention to. But as I say, it, it just kind of grabbed me. Yeah, I think it feels good. Yeah. I think it was it was produced by Nile Rodgers, and there is a clarity to the feel and the rhythm and the attack. And I'm with you. Jimmy Vaughn is a more of a purist blues guy, real simple and uh, melodic. And Steve Ray Vaughan was like a roaring lion using the same. So I was always a big SRV fan. And when this record came out, it surprised me how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I actually think that it, it has to do with the tempo and the recording of the, of the and the feel of the rhythm section that it's, it's right in that pocket. So it feels so I good. have to say, uh, one of the other things was his voice. You know, the only place I'd ever heard him sing before was uh, when he and Stevie Ray Vaughan did a... Uh, joint album yeah, together. Family style. Family style, style yeah. which was a few years before. But I didn't really remember his singing. But I'll tell you, that was part of it. And I don't know why. It's the way he, I was like, what's he singing? Oh, boom, bop, bop, bop. There was something about his voice I really liked, and that surprised me. We followed that with a song called Boulevard by Jackson Brown, which was something of a FM hit in 1980, I believe it came out. It was on an album of his called Holdout. The reason I like this song was the drum sound, of all things, uh, by a guy named Russ Kunkel. And he was a drummer, you know, in the 70s, played on everybody in California's records. I really like, it's like detuned drums. And that really grabbed me. Then I realized how much I loved the song, too, and how, you know, as I say, it just, it grabbed me. And I was not, at the time, a Jackson Brown fan at all, whatsoever. I think that the flow of this song is defined by the great rhythm guitar track and the riff. That riff is as much a hook as anything else on the, on the record. It's like Satisfaction or Day Tripper. I hear that riff and I'm with them. Very satisfying. Now, I know enough about this, this, that album Holdout to know that like he really labored over it. And one of the other things about this song, Boulevard, is it really ha kind of has a live sound to it. It belies the fact that he worked so hard on it. A lot of times when uh, people work on things for a real long time, it can get kind of sterile. And this didn't at all. Mm. I'm reminded of uh, something that Jeff Beck told me. He says, when you have something that's great and you love it, then the first thing you do is try and make it better. You're a fool. Just, <laughs> just leave, right. leave it alone. Right, right. <laughs> and then the next song is uh, Joan Armitrading's Show Some Emotion, which John picked. It's a song I used to hear on the FM radio when I was a teenager, and I probably haven't heard it in 30 years but boy, I really, it really grabbed me, and I was surprised when you picked it up. I'd kind of forgotten about her, but anyway. The song itself was made up of little bits and pieces that make sense, but still sound off the beaten path. There are like surprises all along the way mm -hmm. in this song, and, and I, I love that. It's one of those songs I didn't realize how much I liked it once I, I heard it again after all these years. Well, after I played that one, I knew I wanted to put on this Tex Williams song, Smoke That Cigarette. It's a, it's a novelty song, but it is Western swing with a sense of humor. So 
What's not to like? It took me a while to come around to it. It was funny. We, we played it recently uh, when we were going through the, the set list here, and it made perfect sense when I just heard the beginning, the musical beginning. I was like, oh, I finally get it. That almost like jump swing thing that's going on. It is. It's is not it, almost, is it, is it, is it is jump is? swing, western swing. That's great stuff. And then you chose Swing Low, Sweet Cherry by Eric Clapton. You introduced me to the song. I had not heard his version. And just sucked in immediately and one of my favorite songs uh, of the year. Thank you for introducing okay. that. Well, it's, it's funny. I remember I was playing you a bunch of songs and you landed right on that one. It's from a very obscure Eric Clapton album called There's One in Every Crowd. And the reason I really went for this song was his drummer at the time was a guy named Jamie Oldacre. And he was a drummer from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I've never heard anybody play drums the way he played them. They, just the sound and the shuffle and his accents were in places that you wouldn't expect. This is reggae too, yes? I, I suppose I suppose it is very reggae influenced. It's funny, I never really thought of it that way. But then he's got these accents that are definitely not reggae. Anyway, to me it really built the song. The woman that's singing with Eric is a woman named Yvonne Elliman, who was also in his band. As I say, it came from an album that was pretty much considered not one of his better albums. But there are a couple of songs on there that are just great, this being one of them. This song to me reminds me of a slow, lazy river. I'm just meandering along, taking my time, and it feels just right, yep. and off we go. Well, he just holds the vibe throughout. Right. It doesn't, doesn't really build or anything, but it doesn't have to. A very interesting song, and I like it a lot. Our next set of songs begins with... Kind of an unusual thing. It's by Jeff Lynne, who was the leader, or who is the leader, of Electric Light Orchestra, a.k.a. ELO. I'm saying that on purpose. Keep that in the back of your mind. The song is called Telephone Line, which ELO had a great big fat hit with in 1976. And it's a great song. This version is an acoustic version that Jeff Lynne did with Richard Tandy, who was ELO's keyboard player. He did this probably, you know, in their early 2000s or something. It's just the song on piano. I think Jeff Lynne might be strumming an acoustic guitar. And he's also singing, and he still sings really well. It's a great song. And to hear an ELO song stripped down like that, like John and I have always said, if the song works, real simple, it's a great song. Telephone Line was so ornate and so orchestrated that I was rather surprised when you brought it down to just piano, guitar, and voice. What I l love about this song is that the melody is easy to follow, filled with nooks and crannies. It's, it's an it's invention. It's mm -hmm. a really strong melody that he's singing, mm -hmm. filled with surprises. Yes. It's like he sings parts that I thought were background parts, you know, and he sings them. And I've gotta, I got to say again... He sings it so well. I mean, just effortlessly going up to the falsetto notes and stuff. We had to follow that. Just had to follow it with a song by Randy Newman from his Born Again album called The Story of a Rock and Roll Band. This is complete fiction, what he wrote. But it's all about loving yellow. <laughs> and he mentions the songs. But he makes up this whole story about, you know, playing the big violin and the little violin. <laughs> and he has such a wonderful sense of humor. And it works so well. I mean, I found myself laughing right. when I hear this song. And, and he puts in some ELO DNA. Oh, right, right. He, right. he puts in like little filler things that are straight out of the ELO Playboy. canon. Yeah. But the thing is, is, 
he really loves ELO. It's, it's kind of like his song, I Love L.A., which is a, a parody and all this. Well, it turns out he really does love L.A. <laughs> so there you go. Look at 
Two songs are a lot of fun. How Much Do You Love Me by the Wolfman, which is a Wolfpack offshoot with Jacob Jeffries singing. This is my favorite song of the year. Yeah, It has tremendous chords, hooks aplenty on the melody. And his the, voice. The silliest voice you've, you've ever heard. And the lyric is fantastic. And I just play this over and over, and I laugh, and I smile, and in fact, in this song, somewhere in the middle of the song, he cracks himself up. This is the first song I would say to you, please go to YouTube, go to the video of How Much Do You Love Me by Wolfman, because you got to see this guy sing this song, burly guy with a beard, wearing a, uh, a towel over his head. Corey Wong has his own band and his own songs. Right, right. So when Jack Stratton does his own songs, he calls them the Wolf Mon. Right. These are, we're, we're talking about people that are uh, members of the band Wolf Peck. You gotta smile, you gotta laugh. Tremendous lyrics. I keep repeating myself. 
how much I enjoy this song. Yeah, no, you you made it very clear to me it's your favorite song. It goes into uh, a song called Sometimes uh, by uh, the sisters band Larkin Poe. These two girls... uh, Women. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. (laughs) These two women just get to the heart of Americana, the heart of gospel, the heart of blues, and they put together just this great track which bare bones and turns into a trombone shorty drum line kind of thing. Now, I've never heard yes. of Larkin Poe. How did you find them? I found them on YouTube. They're, they, you know, they're sisters. Mm-hmm. They put out a ton of videos where they do cover songs with two-part harmony. One is playing electric guitar and one is playing a slide guitar. And they exude joy when they perform. You can hear it in this track, and you can hear it in any number of other tracks they put out. Now they have records out with full band, but they brought themselves to national or international acclaim by putting out duet YouTube videos. Two guitars, two voices, and uh, a lot of musicality. Great stuff.
Cecilia, Costello Allison, Lennon wrote to Julia, and she's not the only one. Clapton sang to Layla, Stuart to Maggie May. You better put me in your pantheon if you want me to stay. One, two, three, hey. I went down yonder sometime. I'm living with the law. Sometime bound for glory. Sometime we're gonna see it all. Sometime just get on board. Sometime I'm gonna fill my sack. Sometime I tell my honey come back. Sometime I'm gonna wrap that jack. Sometime no time wasting. Sometime I come and get your fill. Sometime no time wasting. Sometime I come and get your fill. Sometime we're down yonder. Sometime we're gonna drag that saw. Sometime go to carry. Sometime now don't you hear me haw? Sometimes just get on board. Sometime I'm gonna build that stack. Sometime I tell my honey come back. Sometime I'm gonna wrap that jack. Sometime no time wasting. Sometime I come and get your fill. Sometime no time wasting. Sometime I come and get your fill. Sometime no time wasting. Sometime I come and get your fill. Sometime no time wasting. Sometime I come and get your fill. Sometime try your patience. Sometime I don't you just sit still. Sometime no more waiting. Sometime you gotta climb that hill. Sometime change is making. Sometime you gotta pay that bill. Sometime no time wasting. Sometime no time wasting. Sometime.
The next section begins with a song by 10CC, the, the British band that was around in the 70s and 80s. This is the original 10CC, which was a four-piece band. I believe this is one of their very first singles, if not their first. It's called Rubber Bullets. It's quite something. It is a take on Jailhouse Rock, is really what it is. Jailhouse got... Rock with a sense of humor. They, you know, they're, they're having a dance at the local county jail. Yeah, but know? it's got all these different parts. There's talk about the humor that goes through it and how they marry these different parts together is really something. There's an electronic heartbeat going through the, the song and somehow that ties it all together. It's, it's very interesting and it's funny. Here it is, you know, 40 years later, and it still holds up. It's, it's just very interesting. These guys sing a song like they're winking at you. Exactly. They invite you in on the joke. It, well, it's like we said about Randy Newman earlier. It's like, he really does love you. <laughs> you know, it's like, these guys, they're winking at you, but it's like, they also are serious in a certain way about the song. And the next song is a mashup between Michael Jackson and Ted Nugent. Of and, all people. <laughs> and it, I play it over and over, and I love it each time. Ted Nugent is rocking and funky, and Michael Jackson is singing his vocal to the song Black or White. Now, Whew. every time you've picked a mashup, and you pick almost all of them, this one is seamless, meaning well, most of them are seamless, but this one just, it really sounds like they were in the studio, like it was made in the studio. It wasn't two things mixed together. It really sounds like one performance by by you know two artists and it really it really kind of surprised me and also just sonically it's it's very good
next few songs begin with the Beatles a cappella, If I Fell, a choral song for the ages. From Hard Day's Night? Oh, fantastic. Into an Elton John song that I admit I never heard or listened to because I wasn't an Elton John fan. And I said, wow, this doesn't sound typical. No, it doesn't. It comes from the Captain Fantastic album uh, from 1975. And truth be told, that album, Captain Fantastic or Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, it's a toss-up which one's my favorite. Better Off Dead is a song, as you said, it's kind of atypical of Elton John. But what, once again, what really grabs me are Nigel Olson's drum. His drum playing on this song is so forceful and loud. And you, he does this thing at, at certain points where he's just hitting on every beat. And also the drums are mixed really loudly on purpose. It really drew me in. I mean, I love the fact it's Elton John on piano and it's very uh, uh, organic. You have an acoustic guitar playing and then an electric guitar playing. It's just one of those things. It's only a, a couple of minutes long. It's very forceful. Yeah, it rhythmically grabs you right away. And we thought that, that, that a good follow-up for that seemed to be the song Desire by U2 from their much-maligned Rattle and Hum album. Desire was recorded at Sun Studios in Memphis. I mean, I've been there. It's a small room. Most people have bigger kitchens. How they got you know, Elvis in there, if you saw this place, it's tiny. Anyway, this song has the beat. Well, it's, it's Son of Bo Diddley. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it worked really well after Better Off Dead. I mean, the, the two just belong together. If I fell in love with you, would you promise to be true? And help me understand. Because I've been in love before. And I found that love was more than just holding hands. If I give my heart to you, I must be sure from the very start that you would love me more than her. If I trust in you, oh please, don't run. If I love you too Oh please Don't hurt my pride like her Cause I couldn't stand the pain And I would be sad If our new love was in vain So I hope you see that I would love to love you And that she will cry When she learns we are two Cause I couldn't stand the pain And I would be sad If our new love was in vain so I hope you see that I would love to love you and that she will cry when she learns we are two. If I fell in love with you.
someone had drawn on And just enough time for the night to pass by without warning Away in the distance, there's a blue flashing light Someone's in trouble, somewhere tonight As the flickering neon stands ready to fuse The wind blows away all of yesterday's news Well, they've locked up their daughters And they've battened the hatches They always could find us But they never could catch us Through the grease streak window Of an all-night cafe We watch the arrested get taken away And that cigarette haze is a college you'd be As the horns and the drums falling from the street
start the next segment with the original Fleetwood Mac recording of Black Magic Woman. I love when we can share things like this, when we say everybody knows Black Magic Woman as a Santana it's song. Santana, yeah. But this is where they got it from. This is the original written by Peter Green from Fleetwood Mac. It's quite different as far as an arrangement. It starts with that chord, which, uh, you know, Santana eschewed. But, and they, you know, Santana really did their thing with the song, but the song is the song. You really realize that uh, the late Peter Green uh, was the original leader of Fleetwood Mac when they were a blues band, and just how mesmerizing his songwriting was. And his guitar playing was just very original, especially the sound. We followed that with a very obscure song by the Black Crows from an album I really like that got never really got heard called By Your Side, which came out in 1999, and it's a song called Diamond Ring, which is very atypical of uh, the Black Crows. It's not a boogie song or Rolling Stones or Faces type song. It's more like a Tamla Motown song in a way. Uh, Chris Robinson really sings it nicely in a way that you, you've never heard him do a falsetto before. Actually, I wouldn't say Tamla Motown. I'd say it's I'd say this song is very Memphis. It's got that Memphis soul feeling. Laid back, but with an urgency. Does that make any sense? Yes. <laughs> anyway, just and it's also a really nice song. And you picked the next song, Bad Finger Day by Day, and I thought, oh, what a wonderful song. But I didn't know who played guitar. It was George Harrison Whoa. who produced it. Yeah, and the thing is, the way this came about, John, was you asked me to find a bad finger song. You know their stuff generally, but you said, find a bad finger song. And it was either this or Baby Blue. But we went with this one because it's the big production. You know, bad finger actually had hits. Uh, they recorded for the Beatles' Apple label. Paul McCartney was their first producer, and George Harrison did some work with them. Ringo did some work with them. This was a big song. George Harrison produced it, and it, he gave it the full production. And he gave it the signature slide guitar part. I've heard the song many times and never guessed that it was Harrison playing slide. Yeah. I, you know, when I first heard it as a kid, I remember thinking, it sounds like George Harrison. Obviously, they never made a big deal of it, so I just thought it was... Uh, and the, the guitar part that he plays, we all know, is a hook. Is it a very important part of the song? And this is also when George Harrison was just starting to make the slide guitar... His voice. sound, his yeah. voice, yes. Yeah. And he, boy, he got it fast. I got a black magic woman. I got a black magic woman. Yes, I got a black magic woman. Got me so blind I can't see. That she's a black magic woman and she's trying to make a devil out of me. Don't turn your back on me, baby. Don't turn your back on me, baby. Yes, don't turn your back on me, baby. You're messing around with your tricks. Don't turn your back on me, baby. Cause you might just break up my magic stick.
got your spell on me, baby. You got your spell on me, baby. Yes, you got your spell on me, baby. Turning my heart into stone. I need you so bad, magic woman. I can't leave you alone. Yes, I need you so bad.
Now we're coming to the home stretch, and we begin the next little segment with a demo of the Joni Mitchell classic, Help Me. It's just lovely. It's a lovely song. It's stripped down. Yeah, this little is the different, demo. You know, this is the demo. But very inviting. Very you nice know, to hear. I really, I really love Joni Mitchell, as you know, especially her later stuff, but it's so funny. I have to admit that I know the album Port and Spark really well. I don't own it. But I'm going to change that soon. You're damn straight you are. <laughs> <laughs> From there, we went into a song called If 60s Were 90s, which is a remix of Jimi Hendrix, If 6 Were 9. It's If 60s Was 90s. Oh, thank you. This is my favorite remix, period. I think that they took the vocal, they took guitar bits, they put them together in a wholly new way. Very dark, mysterious, swampy, and this is a Jimi Hendrix song in my it's, mind. It's it's not a mashup, but it's a reimagining, and it it really works. You know, sometimes these things can be dangerous ground to go walking on with something as holy as mm. Jimi Hendrix, but this just works. Like oh. the way they took his vocals and his guitar and mixed it into this whole other thing. It just works. Yeah, it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. The final song is the classic Song of the Wind by uh, Santana Band from the Caravan Sarai album. It uh, comes from a, if I may. It, it, and you may. Yes. In the, uh, in the 70s, uh, especially with a band like Santana, there were qua- things called quadraphonic LPs. And literally, it, it was the precursor to, to surround sound. And you had to have a special setup. This particular version was remixed for quadraphonic sound and was put out as an album. It's funny, uh, just as an aside, in Japan lately, they've been taking these uh, Santana albums that were in quadraphonic sound and putting them out as uh, surround sound SACDs, just using, not using the full 5.1, but just the four, the quad, the way the records had it. A lot of times with these remixes, especially in the 70s, they're entirely different things than you're used to hearing the version you'd hear on a regular LP. And a lot of times it can be very enlightening. You will definitely hear things that you didn't hear before. Yeah, in this particular mix, the percussion is higher. Yes. And the guitar is a little tucked in. Mm-hmm. To the, so you have to look for it. I mean, it's easy to find, but you got to go seek it out a little bit. And what's tremendous about this song is uh, Santana is really a composer more than a jammer. Sabapati was his first big guitar instrumental. Mm-hmm. Drums for mm-hmm. Soul Sacrifice, but Sabapati for guitar. Europa mm-hmm. uh, would come after this. But this song, Song of the Wind, is so well composed and played that every time somebody plays the song, they have to play it exactly as is. Uh, by the way, that's true of Sabapati and Europa as well. Mm-hmm. And in this particular song, uh, it sounds like this fantastic, melodic, soaring Carlos Santana. Now, let me ask but you But it is, mm-hmm. and it isn't, because mm-hmm. Neil Schoen is in the band, right. and Neil Schoen actually starts the song. Santana plays in the middle, and Neil plays in the end. I cannot tell you where they do the switch. I have talked to both of them about it, and they've given me a rough map but I still can't say with authority I know what's what. It all sounds like Santana. I mean, Neil Schoen at the time, remember, he was 16 years old. He was invited to join Santana or Eric Clapton. Clapton at the time was strung out on heroin. 
So he didn't choose Clay. That's not good. He told me that's not a good situation. Mm -hmm. He went with Santana. And when you hear the song, Everybody's Everything, or Everything's Everybody, Everything's Everywhere, one of those on the Santana 3, I remember saying to Carlos, man, you're really rocking out on that one. He goes, oh, it's not me. That's Neil's show. Right, right. Well, it's kind of like the Beatles' The End, where they literally live, uh, John, Paul, and George, literally live, like would take turns. Yeah. I can't tell you definitively who's playing what. I can tell which parts are John Lennon. I'll think it'll be, okay, Paul will be next. You know, you think it's going into round robin, and I'll be like, no, 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 no. It's it's deceiving. Now, let me ask you a question about this song that I haven't asked you before. How many times have you heard this song, just the regular version on on a LP? You just know it by heart. Yeah, uh, thousands of times. I've never heard this version. Before. That's what I'm going to ask is, does it's it, different. And do you like it just as much? I'm more fascinated with it because it feels fresher to me. Gotcha. You know, but the soaring guitar lines are there. All the majesty, all the beauty of the song is there. But the fact that the percussion is higher in the mix sort of lifts you up in a different way. It takes your ear in a different Mm -hmm. place. And as I said before, folks, the album Caravan Sarai is available in Japan as a quad SACD, Super Audio CD. So if you have a Super Audio CD player and you want to hear it the way it was originally done, you can get it. It's easy to find. I mean, Amazon will have it. It's easy to find. These are the mixes that they approved in the 70s. But it'll be easier for you to go out and buy Court and Spark. And, and that's what we're talking about. He's a rammer and a gambler and a oogie-woogie man Don't he love his loving And don't he love his I've seen some hot, hot blazes come down to cold, cold ash because we love our loving and we love our Lying there not talking, did not feel good You danced with a lady with a hole in the stocking And didn't it feel good, didn't it feel good, didn't it feel good, didn't it feel good, didn't it feel good Oh, help me, I think 
think I'm falling in love with you. How you gonna let me go there by myself? It's such a lonely thing to have to do. Both of us flirting around, flirting and flirting and hurting too, because we love our love and we love our freedom.